Welcome back to the Revenue Recovery Podcast. What are class action settlements all about? Let's find out from Sam Wares, Senior Vice President of Settlements for MCAG, a revenue recovery consulting firm where teams of advisors, auditors, analysts, and IT professionals provide expertise, analysis, and breakthrough technology to ensure their clients capture every recoverable dollar. I'm Ted Long, and across the table from me is Sam Wares. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ted. So let's dig in to class action settlements. I mean, what are they all about, and what do they have to do with revenue recovery? Essentially, class action settlements, at least from our perspective for our customer base, are um, situations where a group of companies allegedly is always the key here. Mm -hmm, I'm uh, sure allegedly had some inappropriate activity whereby maybe there were certain products that people purchased or there were services that they had contracted for. Um, and the pricing of those services or products was alleged to be inappropriate. So, you know, what, what ultimately happens is there's um, folks who um, they'll, they'll basically identify an issue and say, okay, here's what happened over a certain number of years, and here's the types of organizations who may be eligible to uh, claim their share of a fund that is agreed upon um, by defendants and plaintiffs. And usually that fund is um, tens of millions of dollars, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, wow. and sometimes into the billions. Wow. So talk to me then about the role of MCAG. What, what, what do you all do in the midst of what you just described? The first thing that MCAG does is create awareness around these opportunities. A class action settlement to a business and businesses and organizations as opposed to individuals are the types of customers that we serve. Um, these opportunities look the same to a business as they do to an individual, which mm -hmm. is some sort of legal letter or postcard that you get in the mail. Yep. Describes some odd situation. There's a big dollar amount claimed sure. there, but you have no idea what you're going to do with that or why you should do it or what you're supposed to do. So the first thing we do is we want to create awareness to our customers around what settlements are available, why they're available, and how we can go get the money from those settlements for our customers. Okay, great. What uh, Do you guys specialize in any types of settlements? I know there's lots of different settlements across the board. What what do you specialize in? We do. Um, we At the highest level, we specialize in antitrust, anti-competition settlements, and we've really broken those out into four categories. Uh, what we call product uh, settlements, where there's computer components, which really what that means to our customers is they um, paid too much for a certain type of computer monitor or a TV or the computer itself. Um, then there are financial settlements, those are um, financial markets where there's been allegations of manipulations of the markets. Sure. Um, you know, pretty sophisticated things, but we try to boil it down to make it real simple for our customers. Mm -hmm. um, another type is pharmaceutical benefit plans, where our largest clients have what's called a self-insured uh, benefit plan for their employees. Their employees have then purchased drugs through that plan. Technically, our customer 
um, the employer has actually paid for those drugs mm -hmm. and there's settlements where they said that those drugs have been overpriced. Mm -hmm. So there's some uh, revenue recovery opportunity for our customers through those. Uh, the last type are what we call healthcare settlements. Those are settlements where the defendants are the biggest insurance payers, health insurance payers in the world, Cigna, Aetna, Blues. Uh, we've worked dozens of those over the years, and those are for uh, healthcare providers and health systems where they've been inappropriately reimbursed. Those are the allegations for those settlements. Okay. So now I have an idea in terms of you know the environment, the market that we're talking about, these four areas. But why do I need MCAG? What, 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 what do you bring to the table? Why do I need your, your help in getting this, this revenue recovery in the door? Sure. Uh, the first is going back to that awareness. If you don't have MCAG, then you have to constantly monitor these types of settlements. There's literally hundreds of settlements every single year that cover those four categories that we discussed. Very few of them are worth anyone's time. So sifting through the noise and picking out the most applicable opportunities and worthwhile opportunities is step one. Um, beyond that, every settlement has its own set of requirements. Some are pretty simple. You really just have to stay on top of the timing and make sure you're filing the appropriate paperwork. That can still be a nuisance for some of our clients because we have several large organizations that are our clients. And it's, it's a bear to make sure all their activity sure. and locations are included. Yeah. Uh, the last factor is some of these settlements require some analysis of data, and it covers a, uh, quite a bit of time of a, a historical period. So these settlements will go back 15 years, and they'll cover 10 to 15 years of uh, purchases or activity. Um, we are experts in utilizing data that we may have directly from our clients, or we may have through our partner distribution network where we leverage that data to the benefit our clients, of our clients to really maximize their returns from these settlements while um, reducing any sort of um, resources that they have to expend on these uh, settlement activities. So like you said earlier, I get that white postcard in the mail. I look at it and I say, well, you know, that was 10 years ago. I don't have my receipts. I don't have the data from that purchase. You're saying with the relationships you have with the partners, you help get that data, set it up, and then um, help put the uh, materials together to submit the claim. Is that correct? Absolutely. So whenever we can utilize data we have on hand, that's what we do. The other thing for some settlements, it's not always the case for all, but in most cases, uh, I refer to settlements as the furth furthest thing from a, uh, an exact science, meaning estimates are the norm. So we are experts at using available data um, profiles of our customers, meaning how many employees do they have? If they're healthcare, how many hospital beds do they have? We know what that means as far as their activity for a specific settlement if we have those meaningful data points. Cool. So talk to me a little bit about your client base. Um, what's it look like? Who has who signed up for this settlement recovery service that MCAG offers? Sure. Uh, we're fortunate to have customers from all industries. Um, all shapes and sizes, meaning sole proprietors, all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Uh, our largest, the largest portion of our customer base uh, consists of healthcare entities and healthcare systems and hospitals, primarily because from the outset of when this company was created, MCAG focused on healthcare-specific settlements from uh, really from about 2003 to 2010. Uh, we have expanded, so we now work all types of settlements for all types of companies. So 
really any employer is eligible for these settlements. And going back to the awareness of certain settlement opportunities, the other thing we do is we find the right settlements for um, the client type that we have. So they don't have to sift through that. Okay. You are listening to the Revenue Recovery Podcast. Today, we're talking with Sam Wares of MCAG about how they help their clients recover revenue from class action settlements. Sam, walk us through a typical settlement process and MCAG's role with your clients. Yes, absolutely. And, and there's really two, uh, two factors here. What, is, what are the steps with the settlement? And then what do our clients have to do after they've enrolled with us? Uh, a settlement itself... They can, have, they can be in litigation for years where it's not certain at that point when they're in litigation if the case is ultimately going to uh, go to trial and actually have a decision in trial or if they'll actually decide to pull out and uh, reach a settlement. When they technically reach a settlement, the defendants are never admitting any wrongdoing. The allegations of what the wrongdoing are, is out there, it's public, and there's a fund of money that's set aside because of these arguments that are still out there. Um, so we, we really aren't going to see activity until what is called uh, preliminary approval of the settlement is granted. Preliminary approval describes what the settlement is, what it covers, how you submit a claim. That's the point in time when we really engage with our clients. And uh, I talked about what our clients do or don't have to do. There's really two types of settlements from our perspective, um, with how we handle a client. Um, type one is a settlement where once they enroll, we already have all the information we need and we can complete their claim without any further information or detail provided from our clients. The other type is one where they have to take action. We need specific documentation from them uh, specifically for that settlement. And if they have it on hand, we let them know when they need to get it to us, exactly what it is and how to send it to us. Um, if, if it's something where um, when we're working with them and they say this opportunity doesn't th- seem like it's going to be worth our time, okay, they pass. There's really no obligation with respect to our service for those types of settlements where further documentation or effort is required on their part. Then as we move along with the settlement process, preliminary approval is granted. That means a claim filing process will have been defined, meaning this is the date when claims can begin to be submitted, and then they will set a claim filing deadline. We handle all of the claim submission activity. Um, We do that with an entity that is called a settlement administrator, which is a company that is appointed by the court to handle submission and review and ultimately pay the proceeds from a settlement fund. Um, All that activity goes on from preliminary approval up to final approval. So then what happens is once claims have been submitted, the deadline passes, and we've worked with the settlement administrator to clear up any discrepancies with the claims, they will submit to the court a request for final approval. And really that's all the detail of all the claims that were submitted, and then they'll request disbursement of the funds from the settlement. Okay, great. So from a revenue recovery standpoint, if I put myself in the shoes of the client, Clearly, there's revenue uh, coming in, and I'm recovering dollars that really I have coming to me. Mm-hmm. I got to ask the question: So, what's in it for you and, and MCAG? Uh, how, how does how does MCAG get paid? Sure, um, we do this for a 
uh, portion of the recoveries. So MCAG does not earn a penny unless we actually obtain recoveries for our customers. So we like to say we have skin in the game. Yeah, it's like that lawyer on TV. I don't get paid unless you get paid. That's exactly what it is. I understand. And, and our goal is to maximize returns while making sure that our clients do uh, the least amount on their part. Well, that's a pretty powerful value driver. Well, Sam, we appreciate you uh, coming in today. We're going to have you back for some some more questions and answers about some of the other services that you guys offer. But uh, once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We'll get Sam back for more on our next podcast. Until then, if you want to connect with him and learn more about MCAG's Settlement Recovery Service, information on how you can reach out to Sam are in the notes of this podcast. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we're doing, share, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes. That's all for now, but we'll talk again on the next episode of the Revenue Recovery Podcast. Until next time, over and out.